0: Hello, welcome in, get out of the cold, um, remember shoes off at the front door, get some snacks and come take a seat and join us here in the music shack with both
1: Ray, hi,
0: and Jack, hi. We're back with another episode and we're just vibing, we've had a, a sort of slower week, um, a good week though, um, an exciting week and yeah we're just sort of chatting about, There's not a, to be fair there's not a lot to talk about there's a couple of things that have, um, especially because the era's tour and we never actually spoke about that that the fact that the era's tour was like starting back again um yeah and a lot has sort of happened well a lot of like insane stuff for like people that are like really thinking about the surprise songs and and stuff so we should probably just start there right to get this
1: yeah uh, we yeah. could start there i i it's it's been interesting. I mean obviously she's done Tokyo and then she's gone over to Australia and done Melbourne and now she's in Sydney as the time we're recording this and then she's gonna go to Singapore after. Um it is so in Tokyo, like the surprise songs were pretty like I, I can't remember off the top of my head what they were.
0: They were tame though. Bo-
1: they were pretty tame um and then in melbourne she started doing mashups and then she she did like what was it like uh the first one that she did was like august with um getaway car and I'm
0: trying to remember but this mm-hmm. is where that tweet goes back when it's like get in it's like getting in the car it's august like comes back so mm-hmm. much um, I, I remember because yeah. you were away so I was like spamming like trying to message you what songs it was and now I'm completely forgetting um, let me Jack,
1: Jack is like sending me videos and stuff while I was away of all the different mashups because I needed to stay in the loop <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying
0: to think what it was uh, oh no, so, she, so she sang you're losing me and then that's when she spoke about how she really like needed to make the tortured poets department and like mm-hmm. she seemed so mad singing you're losing me not like mad but like no nah, not nah, mad it was like but it was like it was incredible and then try to go through this um so it was you're losing me and then it was it was acoustic so it was getaway car august and the other side of the door right, and then yeah, this yeah. is me trying on piano which killed me
1: oh my god yeah that's that was an insane night and that's kind of what started it so she said she she said that she didn't want to like have to worry about not repeating surprise songs she said something along the lines of this isn't a direct quote because from my memory um but like not having to pick a color from the crayon box and just wanting to be able to experiment and tell a story that she wants to with the music that she can and and doing mashups is what she wanted to do and what she started to do i think it's fun and exciting um i see some people hating on it and twitter and i'm like you're getting something special like st- i i don't i get that you would rather like hear you'd like you know she did like daylight and come back be here and if you really like daylight and you really hate come back, be here. (laughs) And, and you only get half of one song and not like all the lyrics. Like I can get how it feels shitty, but like, it's also kind of special to get uh, a, a mashup in some ways. So I, I think it goes both ways. And I think I'm excited to see how it evolves because I think right now she's like really excited about the mashups, but I'm sure like by, November of this year she will be doing something completely different that will also be exciting so if you're going to a show in the future like you could literally get anything I think that's like really scary because I know like I was like oh by the time like my shows come by like a bunch of songs are gonna be already gone so like the possibilities aren't like completely endless but they still are they're gonna be endless and even more endless because you could get like a mashup.
0: Like, <laughs> yeah, like I really, I'd, I'd love to see like how this continues, like with a bit of time. Is she gonna? Because she's been like really on it. Like she's been. It's so she was maybe doing like one on guitar and then just doing a song on piano. But like the last, last well this morning, and last yesterday as well. I swear, I can't fully remember my memory is like yeah. so bad. But it was like double mashups, and it was. So is that, oh no, it was, because it was, um, we had Sabrina yesterday because they had to delay the show and then Sabrina came out and they sang White Horse in Coney Island and it was, it was, it was beautiful.
1: Yeah, that was incredible. Like, oh my God, that was, I had a feeling that Sabrina was going to come out when I went to sleep that night and I saw that the show was being delayed. I was like, I'm definitely waking up and seeing, <laughs> yeah. um, that's Sabri- like i was honestly expecting like a gracie situation where they would sing one of sabrina's songs and i was really excited to see which sabrina song they were going to choose but that i was still excited like her singing white horses is, is great
0: <laughs> can you imagine we got taylor on the nonsense remix that would be oh my crazy. Like, we just get a, like a nonsense <laughs> like outro from, from taylor swift <laughs> that would be unhinged saw- so unhinged um, i saw I, like I can't that... even imagine because sabrina's nonsense outros and like just australia in general have been chaotic and it's been so fun uh, i still don't know how she comes up with them all and i just like i feel so bad but she's smashing it so um no it, I, I, it was such a like a like a beautiful moment like it was literally the same sort of reaction as like tay gracie but like obviously these artists hold like a different um, place in everybody's hearts so like people really love Gracie and people love Sabrina so it's like being able to be yeah. part of that sort of like joint like fandom where like you support one artist and like Taylor like it's really cool because you get that moment and um, like I know like as much as I'm not like a, as big as a fan of Sabrina as I am Gracie like I know how I felt during like Tay Gracie and, and, and I just know that people had like such a beautiful time during like Brina as well and um, it's been really, really fun to see, and it's like the mashups that have been done, like "Teardrops on My Guitar" on piano was like beautiful. Um, "Daylight" was like such a beautiful moment, and they've all they've all been like good, like they've all been beautiful. Like we had "Haunted," and this is where my mind blanks me. We had "Haunted," and what is my brain doing it literally happened this morning we had haunted and oh my gosh
1: haunted and exile
0: that's what (laughs) it is and everybody was wanting um exile and they got it and it was it was it was exciting and yeah like i don't know i'm really excited to see where this goes and it all kind of has happened after like the torture poets department and there's been a lot of like mashups that people have been sort of like trying to understand the meaning of and uh, like it's cool to see it's another part of the fandom yeah that you kind of get and uh, obviously we love like we're Taylor Swift fans because we like appreciate the music and we appreciate appreciate the lyrics and like how she does stuff and they're the same and it's like cool to see people's takes on it Um, again we'll never really know what's why or whatever um but it was like i was there watching it live not there like there i was on a tiktok (laughs) live stream i wish i was there but when she genuinely spoke about how she needed to write the torture poets department like there was a part of me into internally i I just like i felt so sad because it was like yeah she's expressed this a lot for a lot of her albums and like how they helped her through this time but it's like with the meaning we kind of have what from this album and like the way we see this going it's sad because it's, like, you can truly see, like, like how I th- this desperately, like, was needed.
1: I think it's really interesting, and, and I think it's something that this album is gonna... I don't think there has been... I mean, there has been, but not in recent history, especially because of COVID and, like, and all that, but, like, to see... Like, we, we've seen this in the past, obviously, because Taylor has always, like, written her new albums while on tour for her previous album. That's kind of the cycle. Mm. Um, but I think especially with the Irish tour, um, we've seen like because of the Joe breakup and like because of the different surprise songs and stuff, um, we've kind of like seen her emotions evolve through her heartbreak with Joe, like from from like you know just trying to repress it at the start and then like you know you know seeing her cry a lot on stage and and all of that stuff and then now seeing her with travis and like seeing her start to move on and and all of that and and obviously when she was with maddie and like the rebound shit um and and we saw her going in and out of the studio for a lot of that. And we know that she said um, in Tokyo, I think, that she wrote the album through a lot of the U.S. leg of the tour. Yeah. And it'll just be interesting for me to see those moments that we saw her emotion. And obviously, we don't, we never knew, and we still don't know, um, uh, like what she was going through during those times. But we will get to see a glimpse of that through her her writing and i'm happy like that through a time that like must have been so hard for her like trying to be mentally strong and putting on a three-hour long show is not easy even if you're in a happy place in your life but to do that brokenhearted and like trying to process a heartbreak is probably 10 times harder and she did it for us and like she used her songwriting as a coping mechanism for that and i think that's really important and special and I'm, I'm really excited to see what's on the album i've seen a lot of people say like a bunch of the mashups are like hints of like themes that are going to be explored on the torture poets department and i'm kind of like i don't know <laughs> about yeah. that because not that like I that might not that might totally be true like i don't want to say one way or the other but i think it's like yet to be seen i i don't want to speculate like obviously we know the albums about joe and we know some of the themes about the album but i don't want to speculate like so heavily on like joe did this and joe did that because of one surprise song one like literally in like A month and a half, we're gonna get an entire album, probably telling us exactly what Joe did. And she will tell (laughs) us;
0: like, she won't not tell us. Like, we we know she's definitely gonna tell us what's happened. So it's uh, yeah, it's fun to speculate, but we will know. And it uh, this, I don't think she's gonna hold back, and I also don't think she should have to hold back, especially with how she spoke about how obviously the album was like she needed to write it. So like, it sounds like it's coming from from such like a heightened emotion place and it, it should and she had like she was pretty much as you said like onto her when she wrote it and like with that as well as the stuff that was going on daily especially when the news of her and and joe broke like you could obviously th- like that's when we started to see like seeds that had been previously planted and like we could start noticing things but like she's she put on like a such a good face but you, this is i can just tell this album's gonna be like completely like heart-wrenching and like maybe the saddest yeah. stuff i've ever heard from taylor but like a good like not sad sad like it's gonna be i don't know it's gonna be wordy sad and i'm i'm excited i'm so 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 excited um but i'm very
1: excited too i yeah. will see and we'll we'll be doing a reaction and a breakdown of every little thing on the album when it comes out so make sure to subscribe to our youtube channel or podcast feed whatever you're listening on to be notified when those things come out
0: yeah you should there's literally one theory with it and it's staying true the the, the whole five stages of grief which follows a color scheme which is currently going well like it's it's happening Um, you have denial anger bargaining depression and acceptance and if it lines up which it is right now we've been through denial anger and bargaining with the release of variant variations the one that's sort of like recently announced was the albatross um and it's like sort of going along this color scheme and um, so it's going to get darker and darker over time which we've seen so far um but there's been a couple like thoughts about the certain versions and like why they're called certain things and some of them are really sad like the albatross for example Um, The definition is a person who causes you great problems from which you can't escape, or they prevent you from doing what you want to do, something that greatly hinders accomplishment, which is a little bit sad. Um,
1: Yeah.
0: And I don't know. uh, The bolter could be determined as someone... A lot of people refer to the bolter as the whole clip that we constantly see of um, Joe and Joe, like, like rushing into the taxi, or like the not the taxi, but the the car, and like people are like
1: it could also be about her, like yeah, from like you know jail, her bolting,
0: <laughs> yeah, like and there's thing is we I don't think we've got as much from that as much as we have because the bolter's harder to find because obviously like yeah. bolt like bolt would be like running or like fast or like 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 you know what I mean but like the albatross is like more defined so it could be like thingied up for anyway um, I guess we'll wait yeah. and see what we get in the next two versions depression and acceptance I'd really I don't know but the fact that we're getting a song on top of all these vinyls which is sad because we're going to have to wait for hours like for for ages for it to come on like streaming services and they will probably be a target exclusive at this point Um that's a lot of tracks to not have access to but... Are you,
1: so, I assume the manuscript stuff will be in Target, because that's, like, the main one, or, like, that, yeah. that's the one that, like, is on the, the, the main record. Um, but it's still not going to be on streaming. I, I want to know, like, so, we kind of jumped to this, and we kind of skipped a little bit of the context, but, uh, obviously, Taylor announced, has been announcing these new variations at each new city she goes to on the Aeris tour. She announced one in Melbourne. She's announced one in Sydney. And, like, yeah, she'll probably announce one in Singapore, so on and so forth. Um, But, and then every time it comes out, she posts it on her shop, the new version, and people go buy it. Um, And, obviously, each record has... Olivia did a similar thing where she had a bunch of different colored records, and each record had, like... A different ring lit lit up on her finger like bejeweled on her finger
0: yeah
1: and depending on the, the ring the letter of the ring that was lit up was like the different bonus track that you got for that record um and uh taylor's doing something similar obviously with like the different file names um i wonder what you think because i think it's just like a a little bit of a scheme to encourage people to buy every single version instead of like, oh, I'm going to have like four alternate covers and everyone's just going to pick one that they like the best and just have that one. Um, Or like, not everybody. Obviously, there's collectors out there who want to get everything, but like, a lot like majority of people aren't collectors but if you're somebody who isn't a collector but you want to get a copy of the record you're gonna have this feeling of like i don't have everything if you buy one of them and i for me personally like i'm not a collector like i don't own every single variation of taylor's records um but i try to own a copy of every single record like one copy yeah um like for midnight i just bought one copy um, for example, same with, like, folklore or whatever. Um, and that's enough for me. And now I'm sitting here, like, I don't know which one to buy. <laughs> it, and it's, it's a lot. <laughs> it, it
0: is a lot. And I, I really don't like it. I think it's, it's, it, so we live, early like, generation is someone, it's, like, a generation that, like, is notoriously bad for, like, saving because they they feel the fomo is real for like us i think and i i don't know what causes it i don't know why it's so different for us than it is everywhere else but and i think i think music labels are heavily capitalizing on this to Mm -hmm. because they know people will buy it and it also pushes up the record pre-orders making it like obviously more like deemed more successful yeah. Like I I get it I I get it from like a number standpoint I I hate that it's becoming a tactic, and I also forget how bad it was for folklore because there was like eight versions. This oh was God. all in lockdown as well when people had no money. So like the fact that the com- the record companies and and everything wanted to push stuff like this so hard even back then is crazy, and I it genuinely makes me like thinking like even as a collector I try and collect. Like it's hard because I'm not. There's no way I'm gonna be able to afford to buy like all eight versions of folklore and like even yeah. if I wanted to, it like it is a lot and I j- I just don't like the way it's going and this is why like I'm I used to be grateful that Taylor was going through re-recordings, because you can't really do this as much with re-recordings, You can't like sort of like you're because it's not like a fresh album. You're not fleshing out a new plan to like sort of sell as many variations as possible, but it it became that very quickly they
1: did it with 1989 yeah. <laughs>
0: like and then speak now it's... as well it became that very quickly quickly but it wasn't like that for fearless or or red as much I, I think it was only red and red target exclusive and then fearless was the same and like, i
1: think it's like i think it's more of like a time thing like the reason why I speak now yeah. and worse and and um Nineteen eighty nine were like that, just because it's becoming more commonplace in the industry to do that. Yeah. Like, it used to be, you have the standard record, you have like the online only version, the like the web store version, and then you have like, uh, indie store exclusive version, and maybe like an alternate cover, and that's it. Yeah, that is. Um, a,
0: that's what it should be.
1: And and every single record and every single record's like the same it's just a different color and they all have all the same tracks on it so you don't need to buy every single one you can pick which one you like the best and if you want to buy every single one because it's your favorite artist then obviously you can but it's it's like this it's it's crazy that they like think that having like seven different cover colors of a Record is okay, and then all of a sudden one of them will become really rare, and like you just never know which one that will be, and which one that like you might not be able to get down the line in the future.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I I think it sort of worked out for Olivia's like guts, it didn't, it was still like sort of scummy from, and I don't, and this is like never the artist, I don't think, I don't think the artist has much say they provide a bunch of no. tracks that they put on the original version and then they'll also like soft like like they'll allow they'll like pick certain tracks that can be used for like marketing like for, for deluxe, like this, yeah. like for like deluxes and for um like stuff that can be used on like what if they're gonna do something special like this or whatever. Um it's all like the the industry and um it's a really messed up place, the music industry but <laughs> I, I don't like the way it's going. The Olivia's guts and stuff sort of had it out because it had a, it had a record store black record store day Black Friday release. Um so you could have waited, but then again, you don't know that and yeah, it's no. and it's horrible because See, obviously people that. I think bought that's that what and... I'm
1: going to do. Like I think that's exactly what I'm going to do. Is I'm just going to buy the standard version for Tortured Poets and I'm going to yeah. just like hope that there's a record store day version that comes out next year or black friday or whatever and that has all of the bo- like the bonus tracks in one place and i'll, I'll try to get that yeah it will be hard to get but i will try to get it considering
0: um, that olivia is under umg and they've done that with olivia um for black friday i think taylor could be the exact same and i don't know what they would call it but they would maybe call it like the the file cabinet or like something Like they're trying like layer it into this whole TTPT TP ttpd thing but i think you're right in waiting but also like i'm someone that's buying all variations because i can't not because i literally yeah. feel like i'm missing out and that's I completely i'm stupid for that myself but i'm also like really grateful because a bunch of merch that i bought i for like christmas and stuff didn't come and i reached out to to umg and obviously they had to refund it because it's ridiculous um and yeah. so like i'm <laughs> using that money to do that and i would never would be able to afford to do it if i didn't have that and it's like i hate that i have to do that and i, I don't have to do it and people are going to be like oh, well you don't have to do it and i know that's so true yeah um but, but i just it's your I don't know. choice like, i do collect vinyls but
1: it's it know. doesn't just because you're buying them doesn't make it less stressful or like doesn't make it less shitty obviously you could make the choice i'm gonna only buy one i mean i'm making that choice but yeah it is it is really different when for you, like you are a collector of Taylor's records. You have every single version of Speak Now and every single version of whatever, right? Mm. Um, like I don't and I, I, I'm I, not, I don't, I know that if I tried to start now, I would spend way <laughs> yeah. too much money buying them off Discogs for like ridiculous prices. Um, and... Like, that's like me with Maisie. Like, I own every single variation of You Signed Up For This and every single variation of The Good Witch. So if her next album, she's going to do something like this, there's no way I'm not going to buy every single one because I have every single one of her records already (laughs) and I don't want to stop. Like, I don't want to not own one just because... And, like, obviously, if I'm in a financial situation where I couldn't do that, then I would make that decision not to buy the record. But, like you put in money into buying things that you love in different ways. Everybody does. And that's okay. But I, I do see like people complaining about it on Twitter and then people in their replies being like, well, like you, I'm not forcing you to buy it. I'm like, doesn't mean that it's not like a shitty tactic. Like, Oh yeah. It's, no, <laughs> like it, I still, I'm not buying it, but I still think it's a shitty tactic. And like, it's unfair to the people who are collectors, um, of, taylor's records like it's just unfair but
0: like yeah is. like i am buying it and i think it's a fucking discovery to- like I, yeah. I it's just it's horrible because they're like i am like not me alone but like people like me are the reason that they can still do it and it's annoying but they really are capitalizing on the, their generation and it, it's, it is also as fault. like we are at fault for sort of being as connected to these artists as we are but at the same time like everybody's going to have an artist that they do these things for. It kind of is a little bit different that some people's is, like Taylor, where you know, like, there is other smaller artists that, like, if, if you've done that for other artists that could help them a lot. But there's a lot of us that do it for Taylor, and there's a lot of us that do it for Maisie and stuff like that, and it you're going to have that, and I don't spend a lot of money on anything else, really. I Literally, like, that's my, like, vice is, like, vinyls, and I know people have, like, mm-hmm. their own vice, and um, I think just, like, it's a gummy tactic, and you shouldn't ever feel horrible for you not... You
1: shouldn't feel obligated to buy yeah. it. Yeah,
0: and you should also That's... not have a go at anybody for not buying them, because it's fuck, It's literally, we're in a cost-living crisis, and it's however people want to spend their money is how they're going to spend their money. And um, I think it's down to the record, the, the industry and the record companies who are constantly get away are with greedy. it and are greedy, and it's, it's, yeah, it's not... Yeah, I don't know. It's gummy, I... but we'll see. I don't know.
1: Just one last thing before we move off of this topic. I think it's important I think it's important to say like if you if you want to buy a record, you can, and if you don't want to, you don't have to. And the amount of records you own of a artist does not make you yes. a better fan in any way. People have been fans since speak now or fearless and don't own the merch of those eras or don't own the records of those eras because of circumstances that aren't in their control. Like I wasn't able to buy a cardigan during folklore, even though Jack knows because we were literally friends <laughs> at the time. I was <laughs> a big fan of Taylor then. And like, and like I wasn't able to buy it because of the circumstances of the time there was a freaking pandemic. And yeah. that doesn't may- mean that like, I'm a bad fan because it was sh- sitting on the shop for weeks back in 2020 and I never bought it, but it was a circumstantial situation and now I can't get it, which sucks. But anyway, I just want to say, like, it, if you see people saying that people are fans, better fans because of merch they own, like, it, it it's great to own old merch, like, it's a really cool flex but if you don't own own old merch or don't own a rare record or whatever don't don't feel bad about it
0: (laughs) yeah you're not a bad fan for even like if you don't contribute to social media and things like that is it's like nobody will ever know how much you appreciate that artist and that's okay it might not feel like it is and you might feel like so left out but it's what is spe- like what makes artists is different to everybody like what if, what makes artists special to, is different to everybody so it's like just do what you what makes you happy and and mm-hmm. it just like you shouldn't feel any less for that and it's I, I don't know I mean, I, I, there's a lot of like that in the in the fandoms and stuff at the minute and there's there shouldn't be and it just sucks that there is but um yeah it doesn't make you any less of a fan if you don't support in other ways that people can because they have a different outcome and like a surrounding. Um, so, yeah, you mm. know, you're so right with saying that it's it's something you can feel really guilty for, and it's like you shouldn't at all. Um, no. But since we were talking about Olivia, we may as well go on to this. The Guts World Tour launched off with yeah. a like beautiful like show. The, oh my gosh, there is so many scenes like from this, like, tour layout that is, like, stunning. I don't know if you've seen the photo of her, like, over the audience on the moon with like, the stars... Oh my stars. god, so cool. It yeah, I've so, that. Like, I love this image so much and, like, I am luckily going for one day and I am... This is the image I'm searching out for. Like, because I want to get it and, like, and, like, edit it in my own way and, like, That's like... So and so awesome. it looks so beautiful. And the whole, like... The setlist is interesting. I'm quite sad because, um, a couple songs. So, one, uh, three steps forward, one, fuck, the way, but one step forward, three <laughs> steps back, isn't on there, and I think we can sort of maybe see why. Um, and then also, yeah. hope you're okay isn't on there, and hope you're okay is like my probably my favorite song, but it doesn't really fit with the rest of the the this setlist, so it makes sense, but it is quite sad. Um, the setlist goes bad idea, right? Ballad of a Homeschooled Girl, Vampire, Traitor, Driver's License on Piano, Teenage Dream on Piano, um, Pretty Isn't Pretty, Love Is Embarrassing, Making the Bed, Logical, Enough For You, Lacy, Jealousy, Jealousy, Happier, Favourite Crime, Déjà Vu, Déjà Vu, Déjà Vu, The Grudge, Brutal, Obsessed, All American Bitch, and then for the encore, Good For You and Get Him Back, and what get him back is such an amazing song to go last on the set list
1: oh my god yeah incredible like the energy in the room after that song once it's over is going to be absolutely incredible um i think it's a good set list it's absolutely wild to me that like that is majority of her discography yeah
0: (laughs) i think it's like not most i think it is genuinely just those two songs that aren't on uh, that is yeah,
1: like... I I'm pretty sure, it is. I I, I don't I don't know because I don't have the set list in front of me. But I I I trust, I trust that that those are the only two songs. Um, but it, yeah, it is like, it's pretty much like ninety eight percent for discography, which is insane that it's that small. But it's like, it's a good set list. I think the from the videos i've seen like the moon stuff is crazy a bunch of the outfit like there's a bunch of different outfit changes something i will say is like from the videos i've seen of i never went to sour tour but from the and maybe you could say this better because you actually went to sour tour but um from like the stuff i've seen from sour tour versus guts tour like olivia's stage presence in this tour is like insane especially commanding a room in that big of an audience is not easy even though like those people are there for you like you're not an opener or something like she has improved so much um so that's really exciting
0: yeah uh the energy in the room for the sewer tour uh, that always get, that gets me every single time the sewer mm-hmm. sewer tour uh, just the way i say it, it sounds really weird um but and i think we've, we've said this plenty of times. a lot of people had the same critique for olivia that she would like couldn't sing live and all this dumb stuff but then she constantly goes against the grain and literally shows why she is as popular as she is and um the whole like it's just everything from this tour is so exciting to see there's so much um like the choreography the the set list, the the sort of like gimmicks that make it so good like the whole get him back on the mic like on the like the mic not the mi- microphone megaphone. the megaphone yeah. that's it like so it just cool. it's cool and um yeah I, I, like i'm not trying i'm trying to not watch or like thing it too much because i think this is like one that i'm really excited to see but um I, I, it's cool like yeah i honestly have no other words other than like the photos the videos from it have been so cool and she's been going down mid performance i think i don't know what during what song and like seeing fans and stuff which is really cool Um, yeah and I, I don't know i i just think it's exciting um that we're seeing the guts tour like happen and i just i i'm constantly just excited by by what olivia produces and what our team like and how they market and stuff and this. It's not failed, it's just been like something really exciting to watch and, and see and they've smashed it again like they did with this the sewer like whole like yeah. launch and everything. But
1: it's it's exciting. I I I think it's so great, like the tour and seeing her play arenas is absolutely wild, like yeah. totally deserved. I I'm so excited. Like it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a really good tour, so um if you're going definitely look forward to it for sure
0: it's it just a little bit crazy how literally for the, it was when i'd seen her originally it was 2500 people and it's like obviously now to like venues and like arenas and and stuff like that but even 2500 was like too much for her back, like was too little for her back then like it was so hard to get tickets yeah. for those things but it just like shows you how fast she she, she rose and i I don't know, it's really cool to see and yeah, it's exciting and um yeah, just can't wait to see how it goes but uh, there is literally it's kinda of a slow week so the only other thing we really have to talk about is Lizzie McAlpine is going on tour and this is exciting. Um if you live sort of like in the UK or in certain places in the EU, um and I think maybe a couple American dates I can't really remember Um, Lizzie cancelled her original uh, parts of her original tour um, last time because of, well part of the 5 second flat tour because of her mental health and her physical health which is so we spoke about it on the podcast let me quickly figure, figure out what episode it was but which is something that I personally am like a big massive fan of like artists and just like mental health like stuff in general and it's really cool. She's came back with such an amazing attitude to this um she's been getting a lot of like sort of there's been a lot of discourse about it and she genuinely came on to like instagram live and was like like i don't know what you want me to do like this is what it's going to make it easier for me to do and yeah that i just love that like i think it's it's beyond cool and um she part-
1: can't like to ask like people asking her to like do more because she had to cancel dates when like at the end of the day it's not really fully her fault like artists gets pushed so much and for her to set that boundary for herself is is really good there's a lot of artists who don't do that and yeah it sucks that some of the dates had to be canceled to create that boundary but now the promoter knows and they're able to plan a tour accordingly so that it never happens again um and that's really important
0: yeah and like with all the discussion that's been happening obviously i live in scotland and scotland wasn't one of the dates that was announced there is two, uh, a couple of dates were added but it was like london um, and a couple other u.s states but they're all like so she come in london at least in the uk she's coming to london and two other england shows um so four england shows and Dublin I think and um, it's sad like I am I'm sad but I, I'll, I'll probably travel to see her um, so with this obviously because she cancelled a lot of the shows for the 5, five Seconds Flat um, tour a lot of people are wondering if there's going to be certain songs on the set list and she's came out to say there's only probably going to be like 3 songs from 5 Seconds Flat and mm-hmm. people are like oh is is?" And, and she also came on to say that people that are expecting ceilings and are only coming to her shows to hear ceilings, not to bother so i think that means that ceilings off the set list and i Thank i cannot God. tell you like how <laughs> yeah and it sounds so <laughs> weird because you would never see this with an artist but this is why i really love her attitude coming into this is because she owes these people she owes nobody anything realistically right she puts her right. art there and people perceive it in different ways so if she doesn't want to perform a song she doesn't have to she blew up on tiktok and gained a huge amount of success from that song which is like in part like good for her obviously she gains a new audience that learned to love her music but there's people that are always stuck on that one song for every artist that blows up and it's like they they go and don't make any lens to learn any other discography or like the music um so the fact that she just came out and practically said like like thank you for so much but like Respect, like I, it's probably not going to be on there. So, like, probably don't come if you don't want to take the time to listen to music, or if you don't want to, like, or if you like, don't like any other music.
1: I think it's like one thing, like, if you found Lizzie's music because of ceilings, like, great, like that is, I'm sure she appreciates that. But if you haven't like taken the time to listen to any of her other songs, which are absolutely incredible as well, yeah, like, what's the point? Like, I. I know that this happened a lot in the last tour because I saw videos of it on Twitter that like a lot of the times uh, the room was like pretty quiet other than during ceilings like like people just like didn't care and I think that probably really negatively affected her mental health and probably contributed to why yeah. she canceled other dates um, and obviously this was in America like I feel like the European audience is a little bit more respectful when it comes to stuff like that um but still kind of annoying (laughs) maybe I'm wrong Jack correct me if I'm wrong but that's just my opinion no I Um, think that
0: does line up like what with what you've said
1: yeah and like so I can I can see why she's just gonna take it off if that especially if that was a contributing factor to like her mental health during tour not being great because feeling like your music isn't being appreciated other than one song can be draining. And I I know it from other artists who have had viral TikTok songs that it feels like that's all they're ever going to be known for. And like when I went to Bear's show, for example, like she has a viral TikTok song meant to be, but like she told us after like how great it was that so many people in the room were singing every single song back to her and not just that one song which is what she's used to like she's like she she felt felt like she's like always gonna be stuck in this box and that's always gonna be what she's known for but it's really special that like people take the time to care about her and her music as a whole um and i think that more people should do that and if if you're gonna come to a show because you know a few songs of an artist like stay at the back it's okay to be there but like honest to god even when i go to a show where like maybe i know the artist a little bit i still take the time to listen to the set list before i go because like i have some decency and (laughs) like want to respect the artist
0: (laughs) i feel like it's just respect like it's just respect and like yeah. yeah there's not a lot of of that lizzie's someone that's suffered from this so much before like lizzie lizzie done really well on tiktok during lockdown because she was writing songs that were like really like people found and really loved and there was a song called well i can't remember i don't think it's got an official name but it's like i don't know if you ever heard it but it's like you ruined in 1975 like that's the. oh yeah
1: yeah i've heard that
0: okay so this was i did not even know that was no it's literally (laughs) same right so in lockdown (laughs) i found this and i was like oh this is so cool And, like, I just, like, it was one of the things where you like and then you, like, scroll. And then once I found Lizzie, what it must have just been, like, after five seconds flat, I was, like, scrolling through TikTok and I was, like, no freaking way. Like, that was who that was. And I never even realised, but this is a song that she has been, like, pressured consistently to release. And she's always said, like, like, if I ever was to release it, it would be when I wanted to. But, like, I felt so much pressure of, like, People only wanting to ever hear that song that I don't think I'll ever release it to the public eye. And now it's happened with Ceilings as well. And it's like, I can fully understand why she's so against, like, sort of like, no. trying to get, she's like, making sure she isn't stuck in that box. And it's, she is such a talented artist. And like, like her acoustically, just like her writing and everything, it like deserves so much more than to be stuck in the box. Ceilings is an incredible I'm song, don't sure. get me wrong. But like, so much better. There's so much better works of art from her discography like out there and yeah she's there's so much hate from this all the last literally the last one is because at least in the uk people are complaining because the she's she obviously cancelled and she's come back and she's doubled the price of tickets she hasn't doubled the price of tickets my ad it's because if you look at the actual venues when she was originally going to come it was a venue of like what two thousand three hundred people now she's coming again the venue is doubled capacity, so the prices are obviously going to be more. And people need to stop. Like, can you not understand? That's how It's it so works. easy to understand. and It's not even, like, me protecting anybody. It's genuinely, like, that's going to happen. You're getting a bigger venue. It's going to cost more. The artist still needs to make money from the tour, and that's with merch sales, but the merch sales only now pretty much pay off the venues at this point because how much, like, <laughs> venues cost and, like, how much everything costs. And it's, like, just, like, if you're not... I- they are sorry you go i'm running
1: no 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 i agree with you completely i cannot fathom every single time an artist announced a tour i see people being like i can't believe the tickets are like double the prices last time yeah. i like i can't believe they raised their prices so much i'm like yeah they're not playing the same venue like it's that's how it works like when people are like This happened with Taylor and we literally talked about it. They're like, oh my god, I have to pay 150 pounds to see Taylor when I could pay 30 pounds to go see this other artist that's playing at a tiny venue. I'm like, yeah, because she's playing in a fucking stadium. Like, it's not even the fact that it's Taylor Swift. It's just like normal prices for stadium shows. But, anyway. (laughs) I think people like really need to comprehend that because it pisses me off. And also... I think people also need to understand that like promote, the way that it works with tour promoters is when you tour in a new area, you like, so 5 Seconds Flat Tour was Lizzie's very first time doing a tour in Europe and the UK, right? Um, I think so she maybe came
0: to... for like there was one show she done in 2022, 20, but I can't remember what that was part of but that oh, was okay. it
1: okay okay i see i didn't know that but anyway like it was you know one of the very first times she had had come to europe or the uk so they don't have a baseline for what her audience is there because there are a lot of artists that are really popular in one country and nobody knows them anywhere else so like if they want to say hey i'm going to do a europe tour but i'm selling out these venues in America like the tour promoter does not care like they have to go off of okay like they have to sell a smaller venue then because they don't want a situation where they sell you like a freaking arena and you can only sell 2,000 tickets then they're like we should have just given you a 2,000 ticket venue right um yeah. and so the first time you go to a country or, or to a place They will always choose a very small venue for your start. And then if you sell that out like very quickly, the next time you tour there, they'll scale up accordingly based on what they saw the demand was at the last tour. So uh, like for Lizzie, like she probably had like the tickets probably sold out right away. I don't know for sure, but you could probably confirm that. Yeah, Um, once they
0: went to General Celia, they sold it.
1: Yeah. So like they know that she can sell more tickets, so they're gonna double the capacity. It's pretty basic, and like even then, like in in Toronto, she's playing at Bud Stage, which is like uh, I think it's like thirteen thousand capacity. Uh, 16,000 16, is the capacity. Whereas in London, she's playing at a five thousand capacity venue, so still significantly smaller. And I don't know how big Lizzie is in in um in the uk but she could probably sell a bigger venue in the uk as well but they have to be safe because they don't have precedent um you could see a similar example of this with like noah khan he was selling out like amphitheaters and arenas in america and when he went for his first uk tour in november first uk and europe tour in november he was playing like tiny venues there with like you know a thousand people in each venue because he had never played a show there and they have no idea what his reach was but they s- sold out so quickly that they all they they scheduled another arena tour with him because they realized the capacity that's just how it works so yeah. now he's doing an arena tour which is more his level of popularity over there but that's kind of just a, a side to this lizzie tour thing but i think it's an important note when you think about like sizes of venues and and like being upset that like it's grown or it's gotten more expensive it's just the way that it is
0: (laughs) yeah um uh, yeah we had a rant but it's true it's it's true let's um yeah that's pretty much done there's some new music Mm. (laughs) which is um excited Um, if you want to start us mm-hmm. off you can do that
1: sure so i mentioned bear earlier um she is iconic um she has a new song called it's impressive it's it's a piano slow song it's about like a boy that like a complicated relationship you're it's about a situationship essentially um, it's it's really really good song so if you're looking for a new new song to listen to I highly recommend that and I know Jack has a few new music recommendations as well so I'll let him go
0: <laughs> thank you Um, no I we're we're uh, we obviously had an idea of, of like deep diving into an artist and, and bear is someone who I've not actually listened to so that that um that I'm excited to, to like sort of see um what I get from the discography and stuff whenever we do that so um i'm gonna be holding off and listening to that just in case an episode's coming soon um even though i really want to listen to it now but i'll, mm-hmm. I'll hold off i don't know if i'll be able to do it but we'll <laughs> see um so has got. Like, i've got two this week so we have firstly uh grace gardner uh the new ep uh recovery mile it's a seven track ep it's an artist um from Texas. i keep stop saying m it's an artist from texas city um let's I done it again and their <laughs> music is really cool i found them the other week and the what they create is like just really nice like chilled but like beautiful music and they've got a song quite doing quite well right now called low 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 Lo, 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 but can't spell it l u c oh my gosh l u b b o c k that's how you say it low Buck. Lobuck, who knows Um, It's doing really well but the whole EP is stunning and beautiful and um, you should go listen to it and Mm -hmm. that's literally all I have to say from that and we have another one who is an artist um, that I am being obsessed with and just everything they're doing right now and it's quite hard to be obsessed with someone who has two tracks but Chloe Slater, South Coast based artist, has released another one of their awesome singles. Or songs um, with 24 hours they just released and Sinking and Feeling is an older song they have but they're both so incredible and so awesome and they're doing really well on all socials so they already have 52,000 monthly listeners which is just crazy but the song is such a it's a bop and it's so good and like even Sinking Feeling if you I mean it literally is hard to like not want to listen to like the only other song they have in their discography after listening to to 24 hours but if you listen to 24 hours and you love it go listen to sink and feeling um really they have obviously doing really well for themselves and i'm just a little bit obsessed with their like style their their music just them as a person they seem really cool and yeah so it's chloe slater 24 hours go check it out it's really fun
1: slay yes go check out all that new music we highly recommend so Thank you for listening. I It's been a little bit of a longer episode, a, a bunch of rants we had. We but...
0: fully just ranted because that could have been like twice. <laughs> but it's okay. We appreciate <laughs> you
1: listening. So thank you. Um, and we'll see you guys next week.
0: Yeah. Bye.
1: Bye.